The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language. It is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning, but like my dad taught me, and I didn't even realize what was going on, but like my dad taught me, he was watching, I think I was watching Good Times or The Jeffersons, something like that. And he was just like, you ever know, it was Good Times. And he ever noticed, he was like, you ever notice that all the black people are even are either broke or have been broke on the come up? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because my mind wasn't re- wasn't really wanting to hear or could hear what he was saying. But when he said it, I thought about it. Every show that I'd watched as a kid up until 1983 or 4 when the Cosby show aired was black people being broke, which, again, misrepresentation, because I didn't live that life, or black people that were good on the come up. The five-minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Reuben Brown, happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on, everybody up in the his house? What's good? It is five-minute warning. We are back and live on an awesome Sunday. And it's almost summertime because guess what? It's still a little light outside. But you know, we're still here doing what we got to do. And once again, it is I, it is me, it is Ruben, gracing you with your presence once again. And of course, with me, we always have AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And then we also got Mo B. What's going on? What's going on? I'm glad you got your directions right. right. I almost messed up. Man, you do this show every week and you still almost messing up. What in the world, man? I mean, but the the Twitter thing almost got, it helped me out. Because I was like, because I was like literally like right here. And I was like, oh, so whatever. But that's beside the point. How y'all doing today? How how are things? Ready for the summer? Well, I'm not a kid anymore, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's fair, I guess. Summer, what about you, Mopey? Summer's for the young man, so it's just a season. Yeah. I mean, oh, Moco you know what Cowboy, I'm not ready. Moco Cowboy, I do not have a new music bed. I've been using this for a while, but Ruben did use the intro for the live show. That's right. It's time to upgrade this piece. But, um, so, yeah, I, I like the summer, except what I don't like is the humidity. And, like, Friday... Admitted with slapping people in the face, yo. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, daddy. Summer in the and, South is know. not my favorite thing. Never has been. Wait, sir. Summer in the South is not my favorite thing. Never has been. Ah, oh, nah, man. And the closer you live near the water, like I said, the humidity slaps you in the face, man. And I got, I got much face. respect for Moby for just enjoying living in Georgia because Georgia hot. I don't care what nobody say. I mean, yeah, it's hot. I don't, I don't, I don't miss that. Oh, I thought you. I thought you liked it because you never said anything no, about it because the heat. I don't miss that. Mm. You you just get used to it, but like you do that. That Georgia heat's different now. Like now that I ain't been in it, when I go back, like now nah, I ain't I ain't used to it no more. Okay, I watched the Braves wow. play. They look miserable. They look like they in hell, for real. I Christ. mean, I mean they kind of are. The season's terrible. 
Well, I'm just saying. Among other things. Why you gotta, why you gotta bring that up? Man? I mean, I'm just being real about it, man. I mean, if my if if my season was good, it'd be a little bit of hell, but it wouldn't be like great hell. It, it wouldn't be what it is. So, you know, he is just hating because that's what he does. You know, I'm just not even gonna give it any time of the day. I'm just not. I I don't know why you even responded. Like I was, I, I was cool with it. Just never mind. Go on, Ruben. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because their season is so terrible that they're two games out of first place. I mean, just miserable. Yeah. Just a yeah. horrible season. Like how? I mean, I don't know how they. I don't know how they're gonna survive being two games out of first place. You know, I think they need to fire the GM, trade some players. What yeah. do you think? Just rebuild. What do you think? And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just called up. I just got called up. Good. I really don't follow baseball at this point in time. <laughs> well, you I don't, don't really you know don't, that. Okay, okay. Before he gets on the sympathy train, he doesn't follow baseball, but he got all kind of comments about a particular team. Yeah, at, really? with a New York Yankees uh, thing in the background. Mm. Most definitely. Yankees all day, baby. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we're kind of staking it. That's the only team I do know is going on. We're third in the, in the AL East. And, I mean, but we got to win a record. So, I'm hoping for that all-star break magic like it always happens. Hey, 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 you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject. I just I've always wanted to know, like, how did you pick the teams that you root for, Ruben? Did you basically just say, Hey, I wanna find whatever team's winning as a kid, and you just say, I'm gonna latch on to this forever. Cause it doesn't really feel like your allegiance to, to a team is really predicated on anything except for the fact that they happen to be two of the most winningest franchises ever. So they probably were doing a lot of winning, which makes me feel like, are you just one of those front runner fans? And see, this was this is where the Hayden starts, right? So whoa, first of whoa, all, that was a up. legit question. That was a legit. There was no hate in that know, question. That last part of the question was legit. Rest that stuff with a bunch of hate. How? But that's okay. That's How? okay. Now, you one of those fair weather fans or whatever you call it. I didn't me. say fair you know, weather. Like, you said fair weather. Oh, whatever I said, you call it. I, I, I said, did you? I said, did you pick all your teams based on who's winning the most? <laughs> and are are you? So are you one of those front runner fans? Front I didn't say fair fan. weather. I didn't say fair weather. I said front runner. Like as a Yankees fan, oh, it's so hard to root for the team with the most World Series of all time. Oh, my fandom is truly tested. Not a okay. hater. Ask a legit yeah. question. Actually, so, you know, not uh, not. And I, and, I, and I really want to answer your question. But go ahead, AG. Now, not for nothing, but that would be actually that would actually be a good question. How did All you right. pick your favorite sports teams? We should have that as a question in another show, but not this one. Well, I'm a I'm gonna give you the cliff notes version. Oh my goodness! As far as the Yankees, that's the first team of any sport that I like. As far as baseball, and I like Reggie Jackson. And I'm a, I'm a big Reggie Jackson fan. And at that time, he was with the Yankees. So, I mean, it is what it is. I ate the Reggie Jackson candy bars and everything. I mean, I, I was a huge Reggie Jackson fan. Um, as far as Washington um, goes, then, I mean, they were on TV all the time. That's not really in that closest to me. So it's pretty much, you know, one of those things, I guess it's kind of like your hometown type deal. Sort of. I didn't like Thiesman. I thought Thiesman sucked ass. But um, I liked the team. And that was fine. Riggins was a beast. Um, and stuff like that. Um, how, but the question, the sad question of that is, how did all these people up here become Cowboys fans? That's a different conversation for another time, as you said. Um, 
And then really? as far as you just really? deflected, man. That's all that that was the really? no, no, I told I told you how I became a Washington fan. I told you that. Wait, I didn't I answered your question. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. But as far as as far as the Lakers go, I didn't really get into basketball until after the eighties. And Magic Johnson at the time, I mean I thought he was awesome and stuff like that. So I was a big fan of Magic Johnson. Um, you know, as I've grown older, I've become less of a fan of Magic Johnson. But you know, as far as the Lakers go, once I discovered what basketball was and stuff like that and all that beautiful stuff and watching Magic Johnson play, for me, that was it. So there you go. I hope that answers your questions. Understood. You think we're tied with players um, that I liked at the time and, you know, being a youth, I mean, you kind of gravitated to people who, you know, honestly, probably one of the first type of experiences that you had. So probably one of my first baseball games was probably watching Reggie Jackson knock a couple homers out. And I was like, ooh, that dude's cool. And then, like I said, you know, he was really one of the f- first players to really, um, you know, like do other stuff. Like he had, I think he's one of the first professional players to have his own like candy. So I think I mean, that's that was a thing, unfortunately. I was fat, and it, you know, so it was one of those things. Um, but yeah, that's I was pretty mad. much it. <laughs> Skinny people eat candy bars too, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I discovered I discovered him. He did have that second game, but um, you know, excited for the show today. Got some stuff going on. But one of the things that we want to do first, we want to revisit um an article that we talked about last month. I think it was last month or a couple weeks ago. I'm not really sure about Houston Methodist Hospital when the employees um, sued the the place where they worked because they did not want to get a COVID-19 vaccination and they mandated, the hospital mandated that as a condition of employment. So literally today they updated, you know, the article and basically a U.S. district judge, U.S. district court judge um, ruled against the employees and rule for the employer and pretty much it was like well you know you ain't gotta work there <laughs> pretty much he was like you gotta work there but um you know their thing was they claimed that the vaccines were quote-unquote experimental and dangerous and it would be quote-unquote wrongful to be terminated for refusing to get vaccinated you know however under texas law Workers are protected from termination only if they refuse to commit a commit a criminal act that carries criminal penalties. So basically, you know, they're saying, hey, if you don't get the vaccine, that's not against the law, you know, and you're not going to get in trouble from the law because you don't get it. But, you know, basically it was like, if your company who you work for who gives you a check says you got to do this and you choose not to do that, then you can't get mad if they terminate your employment. So and on much, top of that, but pretty much the court said exactly what I said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to say we we all said that before. So I'm like, <laughs> I mean, however, yeah. The the interesting thing about it is what we did talk about last time is because we didn't know. Apparently, they use an analogy that the threat of termination in this case was like quote. Fourth medical experimentation during the Holocaust, unquote. Yo, man, how come every time 
people get mad about something and they want to like strike fear in the hearts of man. We bring up the Holocaust. The Holocaust is some terrible stuff. But how are you going to sit here and be like, well, if they make us get this COVID-19 vaccine, it's basically like the Holocaust. Because people are dramatic, that's why. Especially when they don't get their way. Yeah, man, I'm just like, really? Holocaust, that's what we're doing? We're bringing this into it? Just throwing yeah, a tantrum. You know? Just throwing and, a tantrum, that's all. Yeah, and we, we have already established on this show that if you can manage to get the Jewish community on your side, you got a chance. So if they're trying to... If they could fall under that umbrella, they would have had a chance. Unfortunately, it's really an apples to oranges thing. If it was anywhere close, they might have had a chance. It's called laws, man. The law basically said that, hey, you ain't, as long as they don't tell you to do something that can put you in jail or get you in trouble with the law, then we, you know, you can be turned. So, man, and they're going to appeal it because, you know, why waste more taxpayers' money? I mean, you gotta appeal it. I mean, you gotta appeal it. If you if you've taken the fight this far, you might as well you Lose might as again. well keep going. I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm not going 100 say they're gonna definitively lose again. I mean, we we we've, we've seen crazier appeals actually work. So I mean, they do have sure. to find another narrative though. They gotta yeah. find another way to fight this. Not they, they yeah, the Holocaust ain't gonna work. Yeah, that, that's yeah. That's kind of... <laughs> but I guess the question is, what's to stop the employees from just employer from just firing them? Because they need those people. It's 116 people. I mean, you're right, but I mean, I mean you, when all said, well, well, te- technically, the court just ruled that there is nothing stopping them from firing them. So yeah. They could. <laughs> I don't see him doing just, that. There's too many people all at once. But yeah. if they wanted to, they could. Actually, they probably could beforehand. They they're not trying to fire everybody. They just want people to feel that heat enough for some of them to be like, "All right, I ain't trying to lose my job over this." I guess the big question is cuz somebody going to convert. Somebody going somebody right now is just like, well, I guess, I, I guess I'm just going to have to get this shot then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take one for the team, guys. Well, Bye-bye. it made my life easier at work. I don't know what the problem is. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess the way I figure it out by now, man, it's like, you know, if this is, if this is what's going to get you fired or, or get you, yeah, if you try to leave your job, then this is perfect. Just don't get the shot because eventually they'll fire you. I think the problem is you can't get unemployment that way. So it's like... Because they're not fi- they fire you for a reason. You're basically not doing your job or what they expect your job is to be. So I guess that just means you just SOL. No unemployment for you. Well, it is what it is. That's, that's, I don't know. Like I said, when we talked about this before, the federal government says, you know, you don't have to wear one, but that doesn't mean your employer or a business establishment in general can't say you need to wear one when you're here. Exactly. So it's like, you know, we're in a democracy, but if you live in your parents' house, then guess what? That's not a democracy, <laughs> it democracy. anymore. It's not. So it is what it is, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. And I mean, you know, people be speaking up lately, especially as teacher up in um virginia surprisingly leedsburg virginia loud kelly teacher you know he was 
they, they the school was trying to make a rule that basically um if the child who goes to school is transgender um then you need to as a teacher you have to use you know the appropriate verbiage with that with that child and a teacher was pretty much the gym teacher by the way <laughs> and i say that on purpose um was pretty much like it's against my religion to do that and i was just kind of like okay but he did it in a public forum in which they asked for opinions because it's not law yet of course you have to have a public forum and hey what's people's thought process on this because we're thinking about making this law and then of course he spoke working for the city and the county he spoke on it and was like yeah i don't believe in it yada 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 and then the next day the school suspended him but eventually you know they unsuspended him because pretty much you know you can't do that because that's that's almost a retaliatory act um and stuff like that so with that being said i mean the first thing is other than the other than the teacher's actual statement and beliefs was the teacher wrong here well he wasn't wrong personally for him it wasn't wrong he wasn't wrong because he said it in the right place which is a public forum he you know you're allowed to say it in that setting and it's not a law i think he got suspended because it's not a good look but you can't suspend somebody because it's not a good look with this particular incident it's not even an incident this particular situation so yeah when they reinstated him they should have reinstated him because they never should have suspended him this was a this was what do y'all think he told you what you thought what he thought and y'all got mad because you thought everybody else was going to get mad so you suspended him you didn't suspend him for any good reason based on you know the setting and where this is like i said before if it was one of those things where this was already set up and he said what he wanted to say i can see it but this was a what do y'all think moment he told you what he thought Y'all were scared because his opinion is not very popular right now. And it might paint the school a certain way based on based on a PR. And so it's like, I gotta suspend him to make this right. Well, you didn't do you, you didn't do anything right. You should have left him there. If you I mean he might have some smoke he might have had to take, but at this point in the process, he's allowed to say what he said. So, I don't know what the problem is. Moby. I mean, can I just can I just say the unpopular thing and just say it's a dumb law if that they're trying to make? It's a dumb law. Well, that's why he was suspended. Because <laughs> no and, one and, wants to hear that. No one wants to hear and, what you and, just and said. And my thing is like it's a dumb law to legally make somebody say that somebody is something that they're not. So so basically you I can see an orange and you're going to tell me legally that I have to call it an apple. Yes. And if I don't, you're going to suspend me. That's yes. dumb. It is. Now, yes. if, if the person, if somebody changes their legal name, you should have to call them. If you work for the school, you should have to call them by their name. But I fully, fully support anybody who's like, look, 
I understand, you know, you're transgender, you're you were born a female, you identify as a male, you want me to call you a male. I'm just not gonna do it. That's that's literally their prerogative. Like, do I agree with that stance? No, it ain't about whether I agree with it or not. It's just I'm not in the business of making it legal to tell somebody they have to call something something it's not. That's that's just where I'm at with it. Like, so I'm I'm glad they, you know unsuspended him because they had no grounds to suspend him none like if if you want to say i totally disagree with him if you want to say that he's insensitive to transgender people you can say all those things and all those things may be true but him saying he doesn't want to call this guy who's born a male who identifies himself as a female she is within his rights and it should always be within his rights not to the point where he's disrespecting someone but I mean, if he, based on the way he said it, he didn't say it in a disrespectful way. He says against my religious belief to say that in a public forum when somebody asked him his opinion. It's a dumbass story. Like they should have never suspended him. Like it was so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dumb, it's a dumbass law that they're trying to pass, and it's a dumbass story. I, I can't sugarcoat it. Like this. Now, do I agree with him? Totally different thing. Like me, I feel like if, especially, especially in a school. If somebody's brave enough to want to be like, hey, I was born a female, I want to be identified as a male, like as a teacher, I probably would just go ahead and respect. All right, that's what you want me to do? Cool. But that's my stance. I don't think somebody else should legally be forced to be progressive. That's <laughs> not even progressive, to be imaginative, because technically it's saying something is something that it's not. So I, I just, I'm. I don't understand why this is making such headways. Like, I don't understand what the, are we, are we so, are we so confused as to what respect and intolerance is that we, we just have to bend to the point where we're, we're not even no longer, we're no longer asking for tolerance. We're no longer asking for acceptance. We're asking everybody else to change their entire belief system and that's 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 too far well you know two for two <laughs> <laughs> i mean and it's interesting it's interesting that you you brought that up i mean i think because it really doesn't say why they they want to create such law um for me it sounds like it's almost like they feel like they don't want to give people appropriate choices whether because i think you're right i think they were just trying to get ahead of it i think i think i think they didn't want a student to have to deal with this in a class like you know he's calling roll and he's like timmy and He's like, no, it's Taisha. Now I'm a female. And he's like, no, 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 Timmy. I'm gonna call you Timmy. They they didn't want one of those situations, which I get. I get the school wants to be, I guess, proactive as opposed to reactive. But you got to be proactive within your legal grounds. I mean, and I, and I guess the thought process is, you know, if this law were to pass, then it would be obviously, you know, he would have that people have no choice and they would get drummer for it. I mean, I, and I think, I think I agree with you. They try, they probably want to do this so that wouldn't happen. 
or because it probably already happened somewhere else and they're just like we don't want that smoke because it just takes one I mean it takes one person to not be respectful exactly because you, you don't want an incident where a teacher or somebody an authoritative figure comes out and says some just disrespectful stuff yeah. and then you get sued so I understand what the school is trying to do but sometimes yeah. you just gotta wait for that to happen before you try to like fix a problem that isn't even there yet I think it's yeah. a catch 22 because that, what Mo B said is gonna happen anyway oh it's going to that's what because I'm saying so no law is gonna help that yeah people gonna get frustrated because it's and, then, and then if you make it a law for the teacher to do it you ain't making the student you can't make the students do it what ground, what ground do you have you gonna kick it so you're gonna kick a kid out of school because he refuses to identify a transgender person based on the sex that that person wants to be identified with. You have to, yes. That that's going to be tough. But it's going to happen. I know, you, and that so. student is going to say the same thing this teacher says. It's against my religious belief to call somebody something they're not. Well, the bottom line is, in this particular situation, ain't I need to talk about it anymore because they were wrong for suspending him at this point in the process. Yes. There was there was yeah, no definitely. ruling. There was no ruling that says that he can't say it anywhere. He, he was asked his opinion. He said it. They got mad because they didn't want that smoke, and so they figured he didn't. He did, they didn't have a case anyway, so they reinstated him because that's another lawsuit coming. It's a oh, balance. Yeah, he was going to sue. I think he kind of is doing. I mean, for that he, pro time. he probably still should try to sue. <laughs> but I guess so. I, hmm. So I guess my next question is, like, and y'all would know better than I. Is there something in the Bible that says that, you know, we can't, we're not supposed to call people out of their gender or name? Because the fact that he uses religious beliefs kind of makes me think, okay, that's what a, are we speaking of? That's a bigger concept <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's 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 not a direct concept of this, but I mean, in a sense, he's he's saying that it's against my because technically he could just be like it's against my beliefs because it's lying. <laughs> I mean, let's just well, actually, it's against his religion because it's an abomination. That's where he's yeah, actually coming I'm, from. Well, I'm saying I was just going in the most simplified form. He could just be like, I'm not about to lie. <laughs> and, and the other interesting thing was that he works at the elementary school. Why is, so why is that interesting? And one of the, well, because one of the in his statement, he did say, "Well, I didn't want uh, where is it?" Because he basically was like, "I don't want a lot of children or something like that." But I mean, if the child who's there, you know, wants to, you know, wants to be a different race. Is it lied to that child? I mean, that's that's the whole thought process at that point. And that's why I found to be interesting that, you know, he was a gym teacher at a, at the elementary school. At, at the high school, I I got I get it more. But the elementary school, I mean, because he was like, this damages children. And I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, to my knowledge, from what I've learned from my limited um, communication, most of the children decide for themselves. So, 
I don't think it's a parent deciding for them, usually, especially at that age. You know? So I don't know, I just thought that was I thought that was interesting. But then, you know. You know what he but when it's all said and done, he shouldn't have been suspended because he spoke his quote unquote truth. And you know, so that's where all that eyes. They're gonna have to deal with this later because the question is if this law gets passed, I guess we'll hear about it, we'll talk about it again. But if not, then we won't hear about it again. So we'll be back to you know. Oh, I'm pretty sure. This is not going away. So in Mississippi, <laughs> or as what the Mississippi said, the people who live in Mississippi say, M I cricket letter, cricket letter, I cricket letter, cricket letter, I humpback, humpback, I. I know no from no one from Mississippi that admitted to that. That is flow from Alice. We can keep that moving. Actually, the the young lady in um that P Valley show, that was her name. She said that quite a bit. So yeah, she got it from Flo from Alice. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, so um, they're facing accusations of racism because they had announced a valedictorian, salutatorian who were black, but then they named two white students as co-valedictorian and co-salutatorian. So instead of having two people in a valedictorian, salutatorian, salutatorian role, you had four people. <laughs> because I guess, you know, hey, we got two black people. We got we to gotta get the, the two white people up in there. I guess that was a thought process. I don't know. So the, so the white parents are upset. You know, I guess they're saying it's a calculation error, whatever. Well, isn't this, so, the, isn't this the thing where the, yeah. they had uh, two different scales that they were talking about, and the, yes. and the white parents were going by one scale, and the uh, and the administration was going by another. So the yeah, white the white parents, parents who had never gone by that scale before exactly. was like, we got we got to find the scale that fits our narrative. Exactly, because really, if there was an actual bad calculation, there would still only be two, not four. Exactly. There would be a there would be a winner and a runner up, just like there is every year. And those other two women, young ladies that uh that were named prior would be disqualified. There's no such thing as co. This ain't NCAA football. This is that's not how it works. So I'm just saying, if it was if it was truly legit, it would still be two. They would just be the other girls. The other ladies, I'm sorry. So my question is, you already know what answer. I mean, I'm I'm a stand up because it needs to be said. (laughs) So the schools, the schools grading, last time I checked, is the one that counts, not the one that the parents thought. Like, I don't understand how. Hey, that's not what they should be using. Like, you know all their grades. Like, I mean, you may know, I guess, but it's just like, what? I mean, you're using the wrong scale. No, this is the scale that all schools in Mississippi use. But that's the wrong one. You well, they, use well, the, well the, the, was it the superintendent or somebody? That he was black and he got talked to. And that's how all this started. Because it could have began and ended with him. And he folded. And that's how we got here. So, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Because he was I, new. I, 
he he was new, <laughs> so he had to get learned, and he didn't. He backed down. That's how. That's why we're here. We already know what's going on, man. So, so for for people who don't understand what these two different scales are, there's there's qualitative point average and and the normal GPA. Well, the one that the school has always used apparently gives extra weight to advanced placement courses. So that means the people who were originally the winners were in advanced placement classes. So not only did they have a better or just as good of a GPA, they were doing it in more difficult classes. Hence why they were the announced winners. So I'm failing to figure out whose argument won other than just the blanket statement white people because I can't fit I can't find any other reason why you would fight this like you already there's said no it. other reason to fight this you, other than you already said but it. they're black there you go that's the second <laughs> time you said it in three different in two, two different ways you yes there's nothing to say in there Mississippi in there Mississippi exactly because Lord knows I guess in Mississippi you have a black salutatory and black valedictorian at a most of white school I'm, I'm, I'm missing it too not only are they black it's two black females. That's even worse. Because <laughs> they're the lowest on the totem pole. That's yeah. even worse, man. Some people down there is like, we can't get these people home. No. So it's like, yo, it's so crazy. Because see, and, and a, and I guess, I, man, Warren and I were talking about this when it happened a month ago. It's like, they just can't have that. They, they already lost the presidency. People getting convicted or at least arrested for that foolishness on January 6th. It's not a good time to to be non-brown. So they just had enough, man. They just had enough. They got to take the small win. And they got it. And they got it because a brown person allowed it to happen. I don't want any, I don't want that to get lost in the conversation, the bigger conversation. Because he is the linchpin, or is and was the linchpin in all this. Because if he looks at it and go, y'all crazy, bye. We're not talking about this at all. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to judge this coon, but um, you just did. That was so funny. Oh my god. I mean, I, I love don't, you do I don't, that. because I don't know his situation. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. He might, he might, he might be getting threatened. You know what I'm saying? I really don't know his situation. But what I will say is like. Wow. That's some cool and ass shit, man. I was gonna say, does it gotta be all that? No. It does. Is there is there any other way it can be? No, because we're gonna gloss if, over if, it. If if you blackmail in position of power can't say, would y'all sit your ass down exactly. and, and let me do this the way we've always done it? Exactly. I mean, but maybe he got a couple of rocks to this, no, I don't know. No, no. You know what, Ruben? If he got a couple of rocks thrown through his window, then Quit your job. Don't I don't mean, don't be out here making it harder for the next person. Cause that's all I he mean, I wish you. <laughs> I'm just like I said before, I didn't want this part of it to get lost in the conversation. No one was mentioning this. Because like I said, this dude <laughs> And I, I don't know this guy. I know it's really harsh for me who's not in the situation to easily just throw out a blanket statement of coonery. But I mean, look, if that's the tap, if that's the tap dance that's worked for him and got him this far in life, then I mean, who am I to break his rhythm? Wow. But see, here's the messed up part about all of it, right? He went to the the news and was like, 
Race did not play a part in the decision to name a second valedictorian and salutatorian, but instead attributed to the high school guidance counselor for not being given accurate information on how to calculate the dentist dates. Hold on, man. First of all, you said- So you tap dance and race. you somebody else under the bus. Strong. <laughs> Strong. You was like, I ain't going down. <laughs> <laughs> he went. Not my fault. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This one, this one dude allowed this to happen. This one dude. Oh man! I, I, yeah, we- I mean, and, and all joking, like it's it's really like a it's cowardice. That's what it is. Cowardice. That that not only was he not willing to stand up, and I'm not even saying stand up for your people, stand up for for the fellow black people. No, how about just stand up for these two students, no matter what their color or sex were, who earned this, just stand up for them, no matter what they look like, whether just stand up for them and be like, no, I know you might not like the fact that these two students earned this, but this is what happened. So shut the F up and tell your kid to do better. You know, the name of the school was West Point. West Point High, which, you know, you can go ahead and read all into that all you want. Um, and then apparently in May, it happened in Texas because somebody argued that the school did not rank her grades correctly. Still Claiming right. she did not rank third. I'm sorry. Third is horrible. Whatever, man. Again, the I mean, only reason now, we don't know get me wrong. If you can prove that you really did rank higher than third, then I'd be upset too. You know what I'm saying? If I if I know for a fact that I'm higher than third, I might pitch the bitch too. But if I'm but gonna my, go, if I'm gonna go make up measuring statistics like these people did, then nah, I'm make them up. <laughs> but here's the thing: even with the third thing, it's like so you got the other two people's great, like you got them all. Like, I mean, I'm sorry if you can't believe you came in third because your GPA is like this. What are you saying? Their GPA is not like that? I was like, come on, man. Again, non-starter, but, man. We already know. We already know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I... Wow. The only reason we this know about so this is because information travels so fast. This has been happening. Because yeah. every once in a while, you get a black person that performs, outperforms, or a brown person that outperforms everybody. Somebody that's, that's non-brown has a problem. Because a mirror has been pointed, uh, you know, raised up into their face, and it's just like, they gotta face that. And it's like nothing to face, but they take it extra hard. And so yeah. they practice that privilege they have and they get their way. This has been happening. And nope. I kind of feel bad for those kids who were, who are now thrust into the co, into the co category. I feel bad for them because they gonna get dragged for being co's because probably their parents push this oh it's always a parent i don't think because their parents push this i don't know about that i don't i don't know i'm not gonna give them now, now, now hold, hold on i don't know maybe, maybe they were fussing but them fussing is it what did this you're right their yes, parents fussing is what did this i mean it clearly says white parents claim calculation <laughs> no but what it, <laughs> what it, what what it is it, no but what it may be leaving out is that initial spark when your son or daughter comes home and says i got robbed by two coons i'm just saying i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give them quarter on that i'm not gonna trust that they didn't do that well i mean but but that but that attitude that you just stated 
is a that came from parents. that's a direct reflection on how you were raised as yeah. a, that's that's a direct reflection of who your parents are i mean well be, because if i'd have went home to yolanda brown and said this you'd have been like well i guess you came in third then <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> my mama would have said it your yes, mama would have said it, or she, so. she would have been like did you actually come in first and second i'd be like well if you did this this was that how it's measured no then shut the hell up exactly first of all if i'd have came to Shirley brown with that she'd have been like oh my god you got you got third that's well, what it would true been. enough but, I, but <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying is it's like there's two reactions there because yolanda brown and ann riddick and shirley brown would have been like show me the proof you show them the proof and you write then they'd have scorched earth i don't exactly. think this what this was i don't believe it oh, yeah. i don't believe any of this it's, that's why i don't give the kids any quarter i think they came home i'm not going to say I give them quarter. i'm just i'm just gonna go they didn't do they they didn't have the juice to spark this well they, they, they didn't have didn't. the juice they do have the juice to spark it but they did not have the power to get it this far i will say that yeah because yeah. I'm telling you, when your kid comes home and says I was done wrong, some parents will react that way, especially if a coon did him wrong. Perception doesn't even matter. Even if it's just perception, it doesn't even matter. This yeah. is Mississippi. I'm just saying. I, I just can't. I can't do it. I'm like, I don't trust <laughs> none of them. I don't trust none of them. Yeah, what? but I mean, I, th I think we can all agree that um, this principal, F that coon. Truth. Superintendent. It's yeah. F, F that superintendent. F, F that guy. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him to ever be forgotten, ever, because he's the one that caused all of this. Be smart. He probably find a new job and roll out. Oh no, he's he's a hero. He's Ben Carson right now. He's good. He got he got, he got job security. He's Ben Carson. Th th this coon gets it. He knows his place. Wow. And he, he he knows how to keep the rest of them in their place. And they bought him some new tap shoes too. Just yeah. Saying. He's basically he's basically um Samuel L. Jackson and um Django. Django. There you go. That's, that's who he is. He's Samuel L. Jackson and Django. You're surprised at that, Ruben? You're you really surprised? I'm not, you can't I'm be. not surprised. You can't like, be. No, I'm not surprised. I'm just like, you know, that's a pretty good that's that's a pretty good like comparison. Cause everybody every black person hated that dude. Strong. Tickets will never prosper. <laughs> that's so cold blooded. That's so jacked up. <laughs> See what you done, Moby. See what you done. This is Moby's fault. It really is. It really is. <laughs> between Tiggers and my wife, problem. between Tiggers and my wife, running around talking about mind your business. That's all you, bro. That, that, that's, that's all you. That's that's what Tiggers do best, man. See, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> look at the influence wow. in the world. Influence in the world. <laughs> all right. So, so this week we have two questions a week. Um, we decided to do it. We liked the question of the week last week so much. We decided to do two this week. So the first one might be the more important one. And I'm not, I was thinking about moving that second, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So the question of the week is if the loving situation never happened, do you think interracial marriage would have ever happened? Now, unless you've been living under a rock or whatever, and you don't know about this. First of all, I'm very sad for you. But the second part is we'll help you out. So basically, um, in this in the late '60s, um, a Caucasian man and a black woman 
wanted to get, they fell in love and they wanted to get married and all this stuff and they had kids. They were from Virginia. However, Virginia had a rule basically saying that you can't marry a person of a different color, you know? Um, and them and 16 other states had that rule still, mostly in the South, of course. Um, but they loved each other. And so they were living in a different state. They got married. They snuck back to Virginia because back then you had to sneak back to Virginia. They couldn't live each other. They could not be seen in public together, um, especially with any type of um, affection or whatever like that. Um, they did have four children, but the kicker was that because they were they technically weren't married in the state of Virginia, so it wasn't recognized that they were married. But the biggest thing is, because they won't recognize they were married in the state of Virginia, and they lived in Virginia, even though Virginia didn't know that, um, basically what happens is, if he were to pass away, she would get no benefits from him. And his thing is, like, my wife should get my benefits, you know, because I work hard for these, and if something were to happen to me, I want to make sure that my wife and my family are taken care of. So, ultimately, in 1967, the United States Supreme Court ruled in favor of them, uh, basically saying that there's no reason why two people, regardless of color, can color create whatever, uh, should be able to should not be able to get married. Which then, because it came from the federal government, it literally killed 17 different laws. Well, a law is 17. The law is 17 different states that existed at that time so technically the lovings were the first interracial couple to be married in the south and for it to be recognized and that was just that's a big deal because that killed that law for the whole country remember yes in 1967 we did have 50 states so just just in case you were thinking about how many states or whatever it was 50 states there 67 I would dare say that of all of us, our parents were alive at that time. So um, the first question basically is, and then I'm a, I, I didn't put the final question up here, but I am going to tell it later. Was it a matter of time before interracial marriage would have happened? Or do you think if that never happened in, the, in 1967, to this day, do you think we would still have, would we have ever had interracial marriage happen in the, in the, you know, the other parts of the country? I mean, I, I'll go first because, I, you know, I, I let you know when you put this question that I was confused by the question because mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't understand what part about how our history has transpired, progressed, evolved would lead you to believe that if it wasn't them it would have been somebody else eventually somebody was going to challenge this and win i mean we were just headed in that direction so i i i, I think it's just weird to just think well if they wouldn't have done this nobody ever would have i think it's more important to say if they would have lost how long would it have been before this actually got overturned like well, that that that's the more like if they would have lost how many years would it have been before somebody would have been able to win 
understand. But I guess the reason why I had the question that way is because once again, the ruling went down in 1967. So, you know, segregation had been going on. Wow, my history is not that good for at least 30 years, 20, 30 years. Maybe. Not in the South. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. That's true. Yes, very good point. Not in the South. You are correct. So I guess what I'm saying is like, you you may be right, maybe later on, but I guess my thought process is, what if somebody never even challenged it? Because literally, somebody it took was going this- to. I just feel like somebody was going to. I mean, you know, but it's this dude to do it. So I mean, I guess that's what I'm saying is I like, think it's, I think it's more about the time than the person. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit them. For their fight and 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 the courageousness of the fight I, I just feel like if not them somebody else would have i don't know who i mean nobody ever had to because you know they did but i, I just feel like within the year or two time frame that they did somebody else would have done it if they wouldn't have. i mean you know they had to fail twice in virginia yeah to get to the supreme court and, and I mean, in the sixties, like if the, if the roles were reversed, and if it was a black man and a white woman, I don't think it would have ever happened. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I, I, I believe that you know they they were the correct case study for it to happen. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, Ag, what do you think? No, I think everything uh, Moby said. I was thinking about it beforehand it's just like somebody would have done it and then you're talking about a time where so many things were changing to start with um late 60s things were almost squared away legally i mean you ain't gonna change nobody's heart and certainly bad habits to that point but somebody gonna get tired of being sick and tired because like this case you know there's some black woman out there that is loved him some white men and there's no reason why in the world why they can't legit marry that man if that's what they want to do and somebody would have got sick and tired of being sick and tired i do agree with what you said though i think it's a weaker case if if a black man comes in with a white woman but you know at the same time it was going to happen i mean i think it's and really to me it's comeuppance anyway because you know white men been raping black women for a minute so come on man but it was going to happen. Somebody's going to do it. And it was the right time, too. It was the right time and it was the right people because I think the other ace in the hole that people don't know, if you haven't seen the story, is the lawyer was Jewish. I think that yeah. matters. I think that matters. Oh, I'm not saying Jewish Jewish people aren't racist. That's not true. But I think that there is some empathy there that, you know, a Protestant, uh, Protestant or Catholic white person or man or, you know, barrister wouldn't, they just wouldn't feel it. So mm-hmm. that's my thing on it. It was going to happen. You know, it's so amazing, like, because I've seen the movie, the theatrical movie, but I've also seen the documentary, which to me, like, it always impresses me is when we talk about, docu- you know, history documentaries and stuff. They just happen to have footage. Like, I guess, you know, back then, when this whole thing started, somebody had the wherewithal, you know what, I'm gonna start recording this stuff. 
with especially the six seven when recording it was all black and white and yeah dude kind of doing this type of deal i mean i always think it's amazing when you look at biographies and is it black and white and somebody just had the wherewithal to just record it well i mean there's two things going on i think the reporters are doing their job and i think that in some cases like this you understand when you're living history and i think that they understood that it wasn't hard to you're talking about some you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about a jewish barrister lawyer <laughs> taking a case like this to the supreme court to change trifecta. the law to the land trifecta man yeah <laughs> I mean, you have a, a black woman with a white man represented by a Jewish lawyer. Two of them, by the way. So I'm sitting here going, for real? I mean, if I'm if I am a content creator back then, the writing is on the wall and lights. I gotta get this. These people are important. Yeah. Even in a loss, they're important. Because to that point, no one has challenged it. People just moved to another state. They uh, kind of yep. shucked and jived the man by, you know, like when the Lovings came back for a minute, they lived like they weren't dating. That's how they lived. You know, they got the old, you know, the, the missus got tired of being in D.C. She missed her family. It was ridiculous. It's like, I, it's time to go. And so they had to do certain things. So they snuck around grown married people sneaking around yeah. so at some point somebody's gonna get sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah i mean like to just say how bad it was back then the, the act was the racial integrity act of 1924 um which made marriage between whites and non-whites not black non-whites a crime and then they had to sneak away to washington dc to get married and then the police raid, raided their home, hoping to find them having sex. Like, literally, they went to their house, hoping we can get these people, we can catch these people doing the nasty, so we can put them in jail. Yes. Like, really, dog? Yeah. I mean, it's like, because yeah, that it was proves crazy. It. That proves it, because that's what consummates a marriage. Yeah. So it's like, I like I said, man, if it wasn't them, it'd be someone. But I still got to, you know, since it was them, I appreciate them all the time. Because if it, because I, I would be in jail for real. It is yep. what it is. Can't do it. I mean, I'd be in jail too. But well, no, nah, nah, because we're talking about a marriage. You know, well, it was, it but was, no, it, it was just frowned upon. Maybe they might lynch you, but you wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying, just saying, man. Because well, I mean, but no, because. Do, with that racial integrity act, even interracial sex was illegal in Virginia. Right. So, I, get, I mean, I get like, what you're saying now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those things where. But it was okay for Thomas Jefferson, um, though. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like poking Thomas Jefferson, that dude. baby. I love poking that right? dude anytime I get a chance. He he's a walking contradiction to the nth degree. But anyway, and, and KB Echo makes a good point. You could make an argument that the verdict may have been a sound direction the company was going, but the country could have become even more racist, cementing, cementing the racist laws. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm mean, saying. Like if they would have lost that Supreme Court thing, now that 
who knows what happens if if they lose that supreme court so that i i think that would have been more significant than the idea of if they wouldn't have appealed this nobody would have like somebody was going to yeah but i think the reason why they one of the reasons why they did lose is because i mean literally 34 other states were cool with it <laughs> so it's like uh, i think the reason they didn't lose was because of it was the perfect case it was white male black woman and, and just like ag said with a jewish lawyer who was gonna who's gonna present the case from all of the human aspects of it in the supreme court i'm not gonna call them courageous for this but in the supreme court basically saying we don't want to be on the wrong side of history on this thing like do we want to be do we want to be that supreme court that denied this because mm-hmm. because they could see where the country was going well yeah but there other there have been other supreme courts y- you're right I, i'm not I'm said not, no I, that, that's why i'm saying i'm not saying that all supreme courts but this particular arrangement of the supreme court looked at it and was probably was like and i'm sure there was a couple people that was like nah we cool with this staying in the status quo but a couple other ones were like we just ain't trying to be on the wrong side of history with this thing yeah and so they named loving day the 12th of june and and that's one of the reasons we're kind of, we're, today's what the 14th um 13th Almost. i don't know what day it is. a couple hours yeah 13th of june so that's another reason why that came up as well so good stuff gentlemen good stuff um and the second question i have for you today <laughs> um so was black black exploitation in tv and movies a positive or a negative for the black community and or the whole community now and i phrase it like that for a couple of different reasons because first of all, I think it's fair to talk about what is black black exploitation. Um, so a lot of people first think about the old movies back in the day, like the Dolomites and all the horrible bad movies. Then you have uh, you have a couple of movies that weren't bad, but you know you had a lot of really bad movies and stuff like that. But I put TV in there on purpose because we also have good times. We have the Jeffersons. We have different strokes. Um, we have the Cosby Show. So, you know, the thing about it is, you know, the export, the exploitation of black people isn't as obvious as as simple as people thought. So, my first, my question is, my, the first part of the question is, do you feel it was a positive or negative to the black community? And we'll start with AG on this one first. Well, it's both. Um... Because as far as I'm concerned, if you were growing up in the late 60s, you you start watching TV and understanding what's going on in the early 70s when this was really, really big, you're, you weren't seeing yourself when you were a kid. Now, did you really understand it? Probably not. If you're a little older, you probably were. But you weren't seeing yourself on TV. So you you're of age you can go to the movies by yourself you can watch tv on your own whatever it is and you start seeing people that look like you as a first step that is huge because before there was no one that looked like you and when they did look like you they probably were misrepresenting you or oversimplifying you or just making you look bad or whatever they wanted to do with it 
So in that way, black exploitation movies in the 70s were a good thing. Now, the redundancy of the and quality of character, quality of the movie, most of the time was bad. It was. I've watched enough of them to know this. I know I'm black. I know maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but some, a lot of those movies were awful. Some of them were good. But the biggest thing was black people weren't running it top to bottom. They were performing in them. But by and large, they were they were made by big, uh, big movie houses and directed by white men. And so from that perspective, we're the same problem. So and there's nothing is as far as TV goes. Love Norman Norman Lear. His stuff was awesome. I'm not even going to say I'm not even going to go try to front. That guy made some good shows. But like my dad taught me, and I didn't even realize what was going on, but like my dad taught me, he was watching, I think he was watching Good Times or The Jeffersons, something like that. And he was just like, you ever know, it was Good Times. And he ever noticed, he was like, you ever notice that all the black people are even are either broke or have been broke on the come up? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because my mind wasn't, wasn't really wanting to hear or could hear what he was saying but when he said it i thought about it every show that i'd watched as a kid up until 1983 or 4 when the cosby show aired was black people being broke which again misrepresentation because i didn't live that life or black people that were good on the come up because my first thing thing to him was, and I thought I had won the argument, which I never won arguments with my dad. And I was like, what about the Jeffersons? I think I was a little heated too. And he was like, uh, no, because the Jeffersons are a spinoff from All in the Family. George, I don't know what he was doing before he, he got broke off to get his first store. And while he was trying to get that off the ground, um, Louise was the maid. Either she yeah. was a maid for, I think she was a maid for Maud, which was again yeah. another Norman Lear show. And I was like, F me. Because I, I, <laughs> number one, I thought I had won the argument. Number two, he was right. And it's one of those moments in my life where I understood how black I was and how not cool it is. And it's like, damn. So when the Cosby show comes along and the Fresh Prince soon after that, it's like a breath of fresh air. Because now you have black people running it top to bottom, sort of. Because Bill Cosby has so much juice and all the spinoffs because of that. But so it's it's problematic and then it's not problematic. It was what it was. But I can never deny how big it was in the early 70s if you're of age, between 8 and 12, to see yourself, especially in a powerful way, first Shaft movie, Enter the Dragon with Jim Kelly, um... Pam Greer's first movie, eh, it was iffy, but it was still a powerful black woman doing her thing. It's very Jackie powerful. Brown. Say what? Jackie Brown? No, Jackie Jackie Brown was later on. Um, yeah, okay. Foxy Brown is what you're talking about. Foxy Brown. And yes. Cleopatra Jones, by the way. Sorry about missing that one. That's big. So seeing women like black women like that being strong, seeing black men being strong, and just generally seeing black people 
that didn't look like Ma the Mamie character in Gone with the Wind, even though that was an Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> but, no, but you have to mention it. It happened. I know, I know. It and I ain't, mad, I ain't mad at her for, you know, being a star. But again, that's, world, what I'm, but... that's what I'm saying. When you're not seeing yourself looking like her or Jack Benny's butler, it's big. I mean, Shaft running, running around shooting black, uh, shooting white dudes in the head. I mean, Pam Greer running around cutting off white people's genitals and whatnot. That's a powerful image. That's a powerful image. Now, <laughs> I don't agree with the violence. However, to see yourself being powerful and not being held down by the man is a big deal. So again, it's problematic and then it's not. For me, it's just not. When I add it up at the end of the day, it's not. Moby, before I let you go, I just need to impart one thing. I agree with you on the Shaft movie. However, Shaft Goes to Africa is the worst thing ever created. Oh my God, dude. Like I said, the I said it, the first Shaft. Yeah, the first Shaft. That Shaft Goes to Africa crap makes me want to use bad words. That thing is horrible. Like Rudy Ray Moore, not Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore should have been in it. It might have been funny. That joint was horrible. I apologize. I just need to put that in there because it was on my heart. Moby, <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this question from a more in, enlightened place than in which I spoke last week because it, it really correlates. Um, last week I was super critical of a lot of um, female characters on TV and the characters that they represent. And like Scandal and being Mary Jane. And because I want the bar to be higher, I'm like, I want the bar to be higher, but going to just what you said, AG, that's why I was being too critical last week because by being critical and just saying i want the bar to be higher i was failing to acknowledge the significance of the step and just like you said there weren't a lot of black people on tv there weren't a lot of roles for us. so it was a good thing because it put more people on the screen in powerful positions that looked like you so even if i think the character is problematic it's still a character up there in a powerful position letting somebody know hey you can be in this powerful position so i feel the same way like yeah it was terrible because most of them were either heavily negatively stereotypical piss poor quality and some of the worst garbage ever put on cinema but just like you said it was black people on screen and just like um the chicken the dolomite movie said um lady reed when she thinks Dolomite, because I ain't never seen nobody that looked like me on TV before, on the screen before. That's what it was. So was it problematic? It became more problematic. I feel like it become I feel like the more progressive and enlightened we become as a society, the more problematic we realize it was. I feel it, but you can say that with anything. So, you know, I'm not reneging on anything I said last week, but I feel like that's the part I left out what I was saying last week. Like, but the more progressive we get, we realize more problems and characters. Like, watch old Looney Tunes cartoon. You see the problem. You see all the problems there, and you're like, "Whoa, why didn't we see this was an issue?" So, I mean, yeah, it, it was a good thing, 
because it gave us more opportunity. It was a bad thing because a lot of white people just it reinforced negative stereotypes that white people already had of us. Yep. But I still say in your defense that I think it's unfair for you to judge yourself quite that way because you were talking about a, you were talking about 50 years later or I'm t- what we're talking about now is 50 years prior. And I think the situation yeah. was entirely different. I think that you are completely in the right by wanting better. Because yeah, we, but, but we've I, done the I, first step. I just step. feel like my I just feel like in me saying I want it better, I wasn't acknowledging the understanding aspect. Like I was basically just saying I don't understand how women watch the trash and and glorified. And I'm failing to I was failing to miss the point where I'm just like I get it you like seeing olivia pope in a powerful white house position you're not even necessarily thinking about how much of a terrible person she is you're just like yo black woman in powerful position i feel that we're here yeah but but at the same time i'm just like can we get there in a better way can 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 we can we aim higher yeah that, that's i just want to aim higher but like i also don't want to be because I, I got some criticism last week and some of the criticism, whether I agree with it or not, I understood where it was coming from. Because if I come from a place where I'm just being critical, eventually you don't hear the constructive in the criticism. You just hear the criticism. So if I'm not at least coming at it from a place of understanding how we got here, I can't actually say I'm being constructively criti- critical. Okay, I'm just that. being critical. I'll accept that. Oh, well. But I just didn't want to make. I just didn't want you to just go too. Oh, far this one no it. apology tour. I stand by what I said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I think Hold I was on. talking to, y'all? Pump I'm sorry. Pump the brakes, pill. I know. Right? <laughs> Not about all that. But it, no, I mean for for real. I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going too far with it because, like I said last week, we were talking about 50 years after. Now we're talking about 50 years prior. So I think yeah. that you know, I think what you said had you know was exactly right based on the question that was asked that's all but you know it's, i hear what you're saying too i hear what you're saying so what you think ruben and i guess you know gotta know where you came from to know where you're going um so i looked at this question a couple different ways um i agree with both of you on the past stuff i don't think we talk enough about the present um and I'm not sure. There are days where I consider it a problem. But then there are days where I'm like, well, I get it. Maybe from this, someone will spring a turtle and they'll get a break, big break somewhere else. Because like, I feel like, I feel like some of it's still going on, especially like in the land of BET. And I know, I feel, part of me is like, it's not their fault they're catering to somewhat of an audience that they feel they need to cater to. Um, But then I also feel like we can do better. You know? I mean, because, you know, it's been said numerous on the show as far as being a a proponent of BET or like of BET, that ain't me. Um, Black Evil Television. I mean, <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like sorry. that. <laughs> Black Evil Television. <laughs> you know, and the funny part about it is, like, 
I knew there were a couple people who felt the way I felt about it. But until Aaron Magruder came out publicly about it, Aaron Magruder is the person who created Boondocks. You know, the show that everybody oh, loves? Yeah, 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 yeah. He has, there have been a number of his episodes. The, the episode that, that they, wouldn't even, BET. they wouldn't even show his episode on um, BET. It never aired on Cartoon Network. You had to get it in the season. They never aired it. Yeah. Really? Like, can I see it on can I see it on HBO Max now or Yeah, you yes, probably sir. you probably can. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. But he hates BT with a passion. And I just thought it was like me and a couple of the people I knew. I didn't realize they've reached that top because BET had a really bad stigma of just being like, you show nothing but the negative of black people. And there is a time where I felt that way. That that's all they showed. And that was that black exploitation. I felt like BET was literally taking us back, you know, 20, 30 years back to the days of the good times. And, and then they took uncut. They took uncut. And it's, man, they took BET uncut and tried and tried to label it under we're trying to make our TV more wholesome. But you took what the Teen Summit thing that you used to have on Saturday. Yeah. They took, you took all the positive stuff with it too. And you're going to take BET uncut? You mean you mean I can't I can't listen to Black Jesus no more? Tell me what that thing smell like. Why is that? Is that really making us better as a people? Because now I can't hear that. <laughs> I can always count on you. I can always count See? on you. Tell me what that thing smell like. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he wouldn't bring up uncut, yo. But I was unhappy. Like I think I didn't watch BET for like a year. Because it was the new um, president, she she took away BET Uncut, and uh, I'm like, okay, if you're gonna go 100% wholesome, I'm trying to clean up the image. Cool, I'm with you. But then but she don't take all, no, but then she th- brought all these reality trashy, like the black version of um, the what real, is world. It, real world, and put and just basically showed the most scandalous, skanky. But that like, sells. Just, that sells, though. Yeah, but but I'm like, but but now you can't tell me you're trying to fall under the umbrella of being wholesome and getting quality television for black people that uplifts our people, because that's the umbrella you took BET uncut off, and then you gave me this crap, man. Give me black Jesus. Let me see what that thing smell like. Give me that tip <laughs> drill video. Walk it like a dog. Don't tell me. Can I get that pee popping? Yeah, don't Can I get that pee popping? I don't mean, come tell Mr. Farrakhan. He don't need to know what's going on with white girls. Come on, man. I need all of that. White <laughs> He don't need to know what's going on with white girls. I yeah. can always count on you. Beauty <laughs> Uncut yeah. was everything to me, man. Not, not, and not for the stereotypical, oh, because you thought you was going to see TNA. No, no, because some of the musical expression that was up there was so bad. That I felt like it needed to be consumed. Like I needed BET cut. I needed some of that trash rap music to fully appreciate the good music. That's why we've got mumble rap right now. Cause BET uncut does Yep. Because we we can't tell the difference between quality artist uh, artistic expression and trash because somebody took it away from us. And BET uncut was about the trash. It was about the trash. Every once in a while, you'll get a big name up there with a video they could never show on MTV. But at three at three fifty two in the morning, you get people popping on a handstand, tip drill, pimp juice. You know, you you get you get a couple of them. Yeah. 
What are we doing? What are we doing, man? I'm just saying, <laughs> BET has destroyed the life that black people has known it, and people don't understand. And it's like they're trying to make a comeback right now, but some of their shows are watchable. And but, then but, they but, play girlfriends all day. And it's just like, like uh, because of the low quality of it. And I'm just like, yo, there's a difference between like low budget and like just poor trash black sports. No, well, I will there's say a, there's no. a difference because sometimes if you just got a low budget, you just got a low budget, man. That's just that's just all you got. <laughs> man, low, low budget is girlfriends, man. That that, that wasn't low budget. That was a hey good man, show. that was that was executive produced by Kelsey Grammer, man. What you talking about? Exactly. Once again, not only was good because <laughs> man, that, that <laughs> show was good, man. And by the way, I gotta, I got, I can't let BC go down like that because they had a show called Read Between the Lines that was really good. Malcolm Jamal Warner and Tracy it Ellis was. Ross. That was good. It was. And the only reason the show didn't last. Well, it, it didn't last because Tracy Ross got a, the the uh, the blackish gig. Yeah, and it just disappeared. And they couldn't replace her. They, they just... uh, well, they chose not to, but the show was good. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like might not been good you know, if you replaced her. Like, to be honest. Yeah, but you. But you, you can't always you just me... replace Aunt Viv, man. You can't always just <laughs> drop another Aunt Viv in there, man. I don't have a problem with that Aunt Viv. But clearly you did. You, you can't do what Family Matters did and just erase a kid one day. Yeah, Happy Days. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though Happy Days. I think Happy Days was the first show to do it. Happy Days had, a, it, it had an older brother. It don't always work for everybody. Man. You can't always do that. Yeah. One season it was like a one. It was like one less kid. It's like what? What, what happened? happened? Exactly. You know. And so, I'm, but what I'm saying is like, I just need BET to become a consistent if you're gonna be consistently bad at least that's what you are you know don't give me like one program that's good and and sprinkle a whole bunch of garbage around it like i can't and and you're not black entertainment tv you are entertainment tv for some black people i mean because well you're never you're never gonna be hold on hold on dre from va said said that in family matters harriet got replaced yeah Harriet's the wife, ain't she? Yeah, they 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 swapped her out too. For real? Yeah. I watched like one season. He's right. That's how the kid got eliminated. The last show you (laughs) saw her, she went up to her room, and then all of a sudden she was not. They had no other kid no more. Like that was it. I didn't know they replaced Harriet. Okay. That's how much I watch Family Matters. I don't know who Harriet is. Like I couldn't tell you. I know you. I think that that would be a guess. That that kid did end up doing some adult stuff. Yeah, I think she yeah. did. The girl, the boy. Yes, I, I got nothing. And Urkel and the parents. I, that won't his. Which, you know, whatever. But Dang, I guess what I'm saying is like. To the room and turned into a sad law and order SVU store. That's so jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. But you're not wrong, though. Actually, the best thing about Family Matters is Vonda. Ooh. Remember her? I forgot about her. I forgot oh, about how do you forget about her? Yeah. Get move that's on. That's how much you're, I watched that show. You're, you're dead like, to me, Ruben. Man, what? <laughs> how, do you, how do you forget? Man, she was beautiful, bro. I mean, it also came on like a Friday night, and and, and, I, I was and Family Matters. And Family Matters was actually one of the rare shows that didn't show black people in the stereotypical way. Nope. They, no. they, they they weren't broke and they weren't like newfound coming up. They were just an everyday family. They just put a, they just put them on a time where I was watching something else. You want to watch a TGIF, man? You true. No. Come on, man. man. You had Family Matters. Right. You had. 
What was the show with Balky? What was that show? Perfect Strangers? There you go. And then they have what was another step by step? There you go. Yep. All that happened. Two terrible shows. No, they weren't. Two terrible ass shows. Then they had Hang with Mr. Cooper. Hang with Mr. Cooper. And then they had Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. First of all, first of all. Oh my gosh. Step by Step had TV's Patrick Duffy in it. F that guy. Why? That guy. I mean. He was Bobby Ewing, man. Come on, man. He was Bobby Ewing. And in every Hallmark movie yo hallmark like, is dope hallmark Bro, he is was trying dope. to get them checked yo I, yo i was saying that to my grandma the other day if i could ever get into acting i'm trying to get on the hallmark channel it's you always Wait. gonna have a job yep you play the same character in yep. pretty much every movie just different names because they recycle characters names. yeah they recycle I'm like, characters yo, all time hallmark movie they're making six movies a year getting paid consistently no mm-hmm. pressure. Yo, that's they live in a dream, man. Don't don't you talk about that Hallmark channel, man. All you gotta do you make a Christmas movie, yep. you make a summertime movie, then you make another Christmas movie. Actually, <laughs> actually you make two like Christmas movies Christmas a year. Movies. You make two Christmas movies a year because they got Christmas in July now. They got the summertime movie. That's what I'm that's, that's say. You make a Christmas movie, summertime go. movie, Christmas movie again. There you, go. <laughs> you realize they got like 40 Christmas movies because every December, every day is a different Christmas movie. Got asked to and, and that is you, you don't you're not impressed with the just the the hit factory that they're making exactly. And you know how they're gonna begin and end, and you, you still you, watch as soon as the movie starts. You it. already know how the movie's gonna exactly. End. I don't watch it. Yo, you, maybe y'all too. You got a stone. It's, you're it's, a Grinch, it's, man. It's always about somebody who used to be in a small town, went to a big city, came back to a small town to recapture their small town values. Falls in love with high school sweetheart. I mean, yo, it's it's every movie like, and you know what? You could get stuck on it. Like my exactly. grandma, every time I go to my grandma, my grandma's watching, and I'm just like, yo, I'll be thinking I'm watching the same movie. And then I'm just like, yeah, this, this the is the greatest location. gig in acting. Yes. This is the greatest gig in acting. Tell you, man, the ex Mrs. Van Halen had her own money, bro. Valerie Bertinelli hey, spent, I mean, she got paid. And she's still on that crap. But all I'm saying is, I got nothing against it. I'm just saying. Bruh. Yeah, I, I am doing Christmas. It's because I don't have kids, man. It's literally because I don't have children. You don't have to have kids like, for that. I, man. Are, it's, it's just because a hater can only... <laughs> a hater hates best when everybody else has joy. So Christmas is generally the most joyful time of year, which means your hatred has to get amped up. Like, I don't it's, hate it's, it's, it's cause and effect, man. Like I'm not even mad at you. I expect you to do your best hating after Thanksgiving <laughs> to, ju- to January 3rd. Your best hating will always come like November 26th to like January uh, 3rd. That's that's when you and your hate is Maximus. Hate is Maximus. Actually, nice. I was to be real about it. To be honest. Really, Actually, probably started, like, it probably started in October when you hear that first Christmas song oh, in yeah. retail. He's not you probably wrong about like, that. yep, it's over with. He's not wrong. Well, nah, I don't, I don't like that, but that's not when it really It really starts the 26th of December because everybody's wearing all their new stuff. And I'm just like, get out of my face, your new crap. And 
I'm done. But I don't hate like that anymore. I just that I, statement I was double down hate. There was nothing <laughs> to that statement but hate. It was hate blended with hate, with two shots of hate mixed with hate, baked in a hate oven. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> He, he's man, not. He, he, he's not wrong, man. He's not wrong. These people be thinking, "Yo, Ruben's like the worst dude on the planet." Well, I mean, not. all they got to do is listen to the shows. They already Ruben, know. You, you just, just embrace your hate. You literally created a question in this thing just so you could hate on BET. The Black Sportsman <laughs> thing was just a way for you to loop back around and talk some shit about BET. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You somebody's gotta take somebody's <laughs> gotta take up the fight, man, because Aaron McGruder don't make no more boondocks anymore, man. Hey. When he was making boondocks, he was fighting the, the good fight. And he made boondocks like a decade, so it's like somebody gotta take up the fight. Is that the what it is? Called, the show's called Five Minute Warning because in five minutes he gonna hate on everything. Everything. Ruben needs to be locked in the basement with AJ and Free. First of all, no. Because AJ is whack, and he I was never what, a fan what of AJ. Do you though, man? Man, he he looks whack. He, uh, was, I just, he, was, he was he was just a guy. Free was dope though, for real. Man, look look don't 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 do that. The only reason you saying Free was dope is because of the way she looked, and you're just you're basically just saying she was as dope as her measurements. <laughs> 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 I've never heard that before ever. She is as dope as a regular. Need to be locked in the basement because you're hey, not man, be in Rap the basement. City was Tigger. dope, and Big Tigger is what's missing from hip hop today. I stand <laughs> on that. Big Tigger's like 50, yo. I don't care. I need Big Tigger back. I need, I mean, I need some dudes going into the booth and freestyling a verse that's on some other song on their album pretending they're freestyling i need that <laughs> hey look man you know, I, I don't know i got nothing i like big ticket so there's no hate coming from here for that so all right man clearly we have we have milked this discussion as far as it's gonna go so let's go with the next situation that's going on Moby, what's on your mind, bro? Man, what happened to music videos, man? <laughs> we move. They still show them on TV. No, oh, but but they not prevalent, man. I need music videos, man. I I, I told you where you could get music no, videos no, like no, no. Ago. You, you're missing what I'm saying. Like music videos used to be an important component to, like, as they say, the culture. Because like now, I don't know what artists look like. There's no accountability. It's just dudes putting gemstones in their foreheads and saying that they're a rapper. <laughs> it, it, it's dudes wearing dresses and skirts, homies over hoes. Like there's no accountability in hip hop because there's no more music video. Homies over hoes. <laughs> so what I need, I, Yo, I, man. I need a resurgence of music videos. I need them to bring back I need them to bring back 106 in part, bring back Rap City, bring bring back some stuff that makes artists have to hold themselves accountable. So I don't have like to uncut. Like uncut. Definitely uncut needs to be back. Because uncut, then all of these like mumble rappers and these these rappers that 
like rap all over the beat the baby and just <laughs> like they, they just all over the place like it'll give them a platform where people who want to hear that can go watch it and they can do it under the safety of just saying hey i'm just watching it for the ass and titties like and you can say that even if you actually like the music but then you can just say i'm watching it for that so you don't have to feel guilty about it so people like me can then hear people who like enunciate and like put thought behind their rhymes and like you know really treat it as if it's some art form like we can have a place where we can listen to the music too I, I, what happened why can't this why why is this such a difficult concept <laughs> i will say this though i'm sorry to bust in your, in your statement the baby does rap on the beat when he is on pop music but if he's got his own stuff man that stuff is terrible because like <laughs> all right i need i, mean, I need, it, I need it, it, okay okay so what you're saying is when he's a feature on pop music and i'm telling you that you're not listening because what i'm telling you is <laughs> the baby does rap on beat eventually but that's because if you're rapping on six different beats like eventually you're gonna find one you're, you're gonna find it like a broke clock right twice a day He's like eventually wrong. eventually the baby finds it but there's such there's such an artistic catastrophe to his delivery that i understand why people like him because it's like is he doing this on purpose is he is he is he intentionally smothering the beat as, as my man crank lucas said because he never lets the beat build at all it's just as soon as the beat comes on he starts rapping he's like oh so just you and the beat already know each other just as soon as it comes on like no no foreplay no dating just boom like y'all y'all been cool y'all been kicking it for a minute as soon as it come on <laughs> and like i said i'm not i'm not trying to single him out because th there's some tracks that the baby has that i'm like hey this is all right but if you're gonna sit here and tell me that he makes a conscious effort to be on the beat on pop tracks, I'm just gonna say you're not listening hard enough because he's not. Like I don't even think the baby be in the studio when when <laughs> like he's not even in the studio with his producer. They basically say, hey, go spit 16 bars and let the producers just try to figure it out. And I know producers being there like doing calculus, like trying to figure out what beat to put him on. Like, when do we put him in? I mean, carry the two if X is this, like I don't know. It's like you like you just there's no redeeming qualities to his delivery but that's probably the most redeeming quality his delivery because every time he raps i'm like oh yeah that's the baby i know it's him every time so at least he has some at least he has one thing going as opposed to all the other people like at least people know it's him <laughs> and when other people are rapping sometimes i don't know what artist it is i'm like who's this like Lil uzi or kodak or <sighs> nba who are all these people where did they get their names from did you say NBA young boy? Man, bring 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 back BET Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so sad. <laughs> you said bring it back because these people have got nowhere else to go. And then put them in and then put them in like everybody's here instead of putting them on BET Uncut where they belong. Just bring back BET Uncut. The Moco Cowboy, the, the voice track is the voice track is isolated. Let the producer earn his paycheck. I mean, it doesn't yo, work like that, Moco Cowboy. It doesn't. Technically, I feel like it does because every producer that works with the baby should win an award. Like if if the baby has a song and it other than Bop, like Bop was the only song it felt like he made a conscious effort to be on the beat. And I'm like, yo, did you do this on accident, or was somebody holding you at gunpoint? Like, bro, you not gonna mess this up. 
mean, just think about it. If you got if you got a hot beat, I'm saying you wow. you, you put your sweat and soul into this beat, and this dude comes in the studio rapping on six different other beats. Like you don't take that a bit personal as a producer. Like, hey, bro, you didn't get the track I sent you. Like you you, you <laughs> the beat I sent you won't good enough. So you came here and said you oh, just gonna God. put your you gonna put your headphones on and rap to whatever beat playing in your head right now. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, this dude just went on a hate rant for like five minutes. Yeah. It's not oh, a baby. It's not hate. It's an evaluation of the state of hip hop. That's all it was. Man, I don't I, care what you call it. Because I've come up here for the record many times and said, hey, I give this stuff a chance. I'm not the dude that's just like, get off my lawn. I'm not that guy. I even said, hey, there's some tracks at the baby on it. I'm like, hey, I like them. But like overall, the dude don't know what a beat. Well, he knows what a beat is. I just don't, I think he's allergic to it or he's scared of it. He's afraid. Maybe he's, he's the Floyd Mayweather of rapping, man. He's just trying not to get hit. You know what I'm saying? He's just he's just playing defense the whole time. He tried. <laughs> this show has been coming about every time he's rapping. He's like the beat, the beat. Got it. Nope, nope, nope. Not gonna catch the beat today. Oh damn! God, all these people, all, got, right. all these people got opinions about producers. Y'all need to stop, man. No, no. I refuse to accept this. No. You so, know what? The produ- producer, there was a lot of stopping going at about me. Like, you're right. That, never mind. That producer, what, what, he needs an award. <laughs> Somebody can't mess up the, any beat with Twister. <laughs> Let him go for a thousand worlds. The video was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the video was not though, and you know, in in an era where nobody's really paying attention to music videos. Oh man! <laughs> wow. All right, Mo B. Maybe maybe next week we'll have a different rap artist. B T Uncut. I'm taking it back. <laughs> taking it back. We're starting a petition. We're gonna get it. Man, they've been doing petition for like ten years. They're still in the way because that woman's still in charge. Until she gets out of charge, it doesn't really matter. Uh, AG, I don't know how you can follow that up, but how do you, what do you, I can't even say the damn sentence now. I'm not um, going to, I'm not going to follow What's it. on your mind? I'm not going to follow it. All I'm, I'm going to say is I, I just want to give a shout like we have been this weekend uh, to the Lovings. They were the first. Appreciate y'all because y'all got it bad. And if it weren't for y'all, it, my life would be a lot harder. So shout out to them. Love y'all. Appreciate you. I'm good. Awesome. So, um, what's on my mind? A lot, actually. But one thing I want to talk about is something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, so, a lot of people know that I did 4-H for an extremely long time in my life. And I still volunteer, you know, and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people know that the 4-H is mean, head, heart, hands, and health. And some people know that it was created in 1902. Um... However, recently, there's been a situation in which um, the symbol has been um, changed and the pride symbol has been added on top of the clover. The rainbows have been added on top of the clover. So, like, I, I saw a thing on Facebook and I was kind of just reading through stuff and you had some people who were just like, what is wrong with you? And some people were just like, this shouldn't happen. Some people are like, 
What are you talking about? You know, you're crazy or whatever. So, it took me a long time to formulate my opinion on how I feel about it. And basically, it's like, first thing, the symbol is protected by law. If you look at the 4-H Clover, there's some little numbers at the bottom. Um, basically, it's protected by law, so you can't technically change the symbol. Um, you know, because it's one of the most recognized symbols in the world. You know, it's up there with Coke and Ford and all that stuff. Um, however, let's be real about this. People change the logo all the time. I mean, I ain't going in front. The logo has been changed by my hand a couple times for whatever I need to suit it for, you know? However, what doesn't change is the spirit of the logo. Um, now, I don't know who created the the prize symbol on the Forge Clover. I, re I really don't. I just saw it one day, I was like, huh. However, there was one person in the comments who was pretty much like, I can't believe they did this. You know, I came, I'm, I'm from the rural area and this affects me and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, first of all, like, don't dare throw the 4-H Clover and put your personal, like, beliefs in it. Because that has nothing to do with your personal beliefs. And the fact that, yes, 4-H was created in the rural areas. However, 4-H is everywhere. So, it is. So, as far as I'm concerned, like, I get you, but you're putting your personal, uh, your personal thoughts processes adding with this. So, what I don't need, what I need for you not to do is to, like, mix all that. If you're unhappy with the prize symbol, then you could be unhappy with the prize symbol. That's all you. I'm not going to tell you what you'd be happy with not. However, this ain't the Clover's fault. The Clover didn't do anything, you know, to you. But uh, me growing up in 4-H, I've been 4-H for a very long time, the Clover symbol is actually supposed to be the best of us. So, like, it's supposed to be what we can achieve um, individually and together. So it, that's how it means to me. So I just don't understand um, how someone feels negative about the clover and like you know it's one thing if somebody put like murder death kill in the clover that's, com that's completely different thing and maybe to that person when you see the pride colors maybe that means that to you and that's great but once again what I don't need for you to do is well they shouldn't have this up here because the law says you can't change the clover look man if you feel a certain way about how the clover has changed it's not about the clover, it's about your feelings to what it looks like. So, hiding behind the law thing is kind of weak. I mean, because it's not like somebody's getting arrested for it. It's not gonna happen, that's crazy. Because if it was true, I know a whole bunch of people would be in jail for it right now, um, or at least have a record, so that ain't legit. Um, but you know, my personal opinion is, once again, the clover's the best of us, what we can achieve together is individually, and you probably feel like you don't like the prize symbol. You probably don't think Forge should be integrated either. When it integrated in 1965, when the black kids who were doing Forge and the white kids who were doing Forge came together, and guess what? All the kids doing Forge. You probably don't like that either. You know, you're from a rural area. That's probably not cool for you. So I get that. 
The clover itself is a positive symbol. The clover stuff should never be looked at as negative, ever. Because if you change the clover, that somebody changed the clover, and that's not the clover saying, I don't like you no more. I like something else now. That's not how it works. Um, and you know, the fact that that person was like, well, I'm from a rural area, and this is how the clover represent. Hey, look, I mean, last time I checked, you know, the clover's all around the world. You know, Forge is all around the world. We're in like 86 countries. So like, just because it started in a rural area in 1902, guess what? Kind of grown up, kind of distant things, branched out. It's not about you anymore. Um, and then when it's all said and done, the clover is open and inclusive. 4-H is open and inclusive. So why would you feel some sort of way about the price of being on the clover? Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you have an issue with the prize symbol being on a clover, then you have an issue with 4-H in general because 4-H, once again, is about being inclusive and working together, stuff like that. So to me, you're kind of not having the same values of what 4-H is supposed to be. So I kind of have a problem with that. So, you know, once again, everybody has their own personal opinions. I don't have an issue with it because to me, that's a powerful symbol, the clover itself. And how the clover morphs into even more powerful symbols is awesome. But you know, when it's all said and done, if you're not down with the inclusiveness, if you're not down with the openness, if you're not down with what the clover and what 4 really stands for, then I think you kind of got it wrong. You know, you got the whole voice thing wrong. I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And that's on you. But, you know, don't sit here and, you know, trash something that didn't do anything to you. When you sat here and you talk about how much you love voice and you love the clover, then you turn around and you're mad because somebody put the price on a clover. Because last time I checked, 4-H is open and inclusive to everyone regardless of race, color, gender, and all the other things. So, you know, you got your stuff mixed up. And yeah, that that's, that's how I feel right now. And that's what's on my mind because I think it's sad that someone has decided to take such a positive symbol. And just because another positive symbol is on top of that, you're turning negative. And not the clover bro it's you and that's all i got to say about that um i'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show today thank you for joining us of course podcast will be out on thursday just in case you missed the show definitely tell friends tell everybody um i like thank moby and ag for being on the show oh man people are talking is intolerance okay in more areas of course not uh and times it's not okay anyway um but you know <laughs> i guess so we ain't got no labels to tolerate that's funny um you know crystal graduated college thanks for making me feel old jerk i don't like you anymore um and you're right kb yako those people are about the fourth age man head heart has health man if you're not about that i don't know what you're doing so 
once again, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media as it streams below. And y'all be good out there. Take it easy. And yeah, thank you for joining us. See you next week. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. You've been listening to the five minute warning with Ruben Brown. Search five minute warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.